Welcome in to your Monday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. We'll start with a look at that weather command forecast. For the rest of your Monday, clearing highs 20 to 25, southwest winds 10 to 15 miles an hour. Tonight, colder and mostly clear, low 0 to 10 above. Southwest winds 10 to 15 miles an hour, gusting up to 30 miles an hour in the evening. Tuesday, mostly cloudy, 20% chance of snow. Patchy blowing snow in the afternoon. Highs 30 to 35. West winds 10 to 20 miles an hour. Wind chill readings 5 below to 15 below zero in the morning. Tuesday night, cloudy, 50% chance of snow. Lows around 10 above. Northwest winds 10 to 20 miles an hour. Veterans Day, colder and cloudy, 20% chance of snow in the morning. Highs around 20. Northwest winds 10 to 15 miles an hour. Wednesday night, colder and mostly cloudy. Lows 5 below to 0. Thursday and Thursday night, partly cloudy. Highs 20 to 25. Lows 10 to 15. Friday through Saturday, mostly cloudy. Highs 30 to 40. Lows 20 to 25. Saturday night and Sunday, mostly cloudy. Lows 15 to 20. Highs 30 to 35. The weekend snowstorm that made its way across the High Line dropped over a foot of snow across much of the area. But Haver Public Works Director Dave Peterson says his department has only heard of a few problems. We've had some areas where we've had some alleys that have blown in, that blow in every year. We've had to move the garbage cans out to the street, but that's typical of what we have to do. We don't like to have to do it this early, but with that snow blowing and everything, it just it packed those alleys in pretty quick. Peterson says one reason that the storm didn't cause major damage is that leaves were already off most trees. That's, you know, made a big difference for many type of damage to the trees and things like that and, and makes it a little bit easier for us. So, um, And it's still pretty warm underneath. You know, that's going to cause some issues with maybe the streets getting a little icier. The Public Works Department is currently shorthanded, so they may not be able to clear the downtown area until Thursday or Friday. They are asking residents to be patient with them as they continue working to serve the community. For the first time since its inception 39 years ago, there will be no Haver Community Thanksgiving Dinner this year. Organized by Dinner Chair Debbie Rines and funded by the anonymous donor, this annual event provides hundreds of Thanksgiving meals to local residents. But Rines says with the amount of volunteers they need, even a modified dinner could put people at risk of contracting COVID-19. Some of our volunteers are people who are retired. They're in that vulnerable age group. And I don't want to put anybody at risk, including myself and any of those folks that come through the door. With no community dinner this year, Rhines is encouraging people to reach out to their neighbors. People who are cooking for their own family, if they know of somebody in their neighborhood or somebody who they know spends time alone, maybe they could reach out to them via the phone and offer a meal that they can leave at their doorstep. Rhines says she is looking forward to holding the dinner on Thanksgiving in 2021, provided it is safe to do so. With the holiday season approaching, Haver Elks Lodge number 1201 is looking for donors and recipients for their annual blanket drive, according to Lodge Secretary Brandy Kurtz. Any bedding of any type, it doesn't matter if it's twin size to king size and everywhere in between, we'll take it all. Um, so if you're cleaning out your closets or you had a garage sale over the summer and you want to get rid of this stuff that's been building up in your garage, we will take it. 
The blanket distribution dates are scheduled for November 18th and December 21st at the Elks Lodge. Meanwhile, the Veterans Giving Tree is a way to give back to those on the High Line who serve this country, and the Elks Lodge is looking to find veterans to give Christmas presents. For an example, last year we had a guy put on there, we asked for three items of need that they need, and one guy put on his slip that he needed a warm jacket, a pair of socks, and he really wanted a frying pan. So that's stuff that's of need. They need this stuff for a Christmas gift. Those interested in participating in either program can call Kurtz at 390-0091. Bedding can be dropped off at the lodge during hours of operation. A Harlem man was arraigned last week in U.S. District Court in Great Falls on allegations that he distributed meth. Brandon Lee Main, 41, of Harlem, pleaded not guilty to the felony charge of possession with intent to distribute methamphetamine. An indictment filed October 8th alleges that between April 8th and 20th, 2020, Main knowingly possessed and intended to distribute, quote, a substance containing a detectable amount of methamphetamine, end quote, on or near the Fort Belknap Reservation. If convicted of the most serious crime, Maine faces a maximum 20 years in prison, a $1 million fine, and three years of supervised release. Maine was detained pending further proceedings. Taking a look at some COVID numbers locally around the area, over the weekend, Hill County reported 14 total COVID-19 cases, four on Saturday and 10 on Sunday. Several of the cases are related to Haver Public Schools, and they are working on contact tracing, and those that are close contacts will be notified. Hill County has now reported 1,018 total cases of the virus, 251 are active, including 22 hospitalizations, 742 have recovered, and 25 have died. Hill County's weekend numbers do not include reports from Rocky Boy, as they did not provide updates over the weekend. Meanwhile, the Blaine County Health Department reported eight cases of COVID-19 over the weekend, four on Saturday and four on Sunday. Blaine County has now reported 425 total cases of the virus, 150 are active, including 12 hospitalizations, 263 have recovered, and 12 have died. Meanwhile, Phillips County received confirmation of two more positive COVID-19 cases over the weekend. Contact tracing is already complete on those cases. And for Phillips County, they have now reported 212 total cases of the virus, 36 of which are active, including one active hospitalization. 172 have recovered and four have died. The Shoto County Health Department did not provide an update over the weekend, but they did release a message that says, quote, when deciding whether to wear your mask, please know that you have neighbors who have been determined to be close contacts to a positive case of COVID-19 who are refusing to quarantine, thereby putting the community at increased risk of infection. Of note, these are likely people who also refuse to wear a mask in public, end quote. No other information has been released. Liberty County did not report any new COVID-19 cases over the weekend, and they are down to two active cases, 38 total cases and one COVID-related death. Turning to state news, taking a look at today's COVID-19 statewide update from the Department of Public Health and Human Services, before they issued the report, they issued a disclaimer saying that they've upgraded their reporting system over the weekend. So today's case count will be lower than expected and tomorrow's case count will likely be higher. That being said, Montana reported 427 new cases of COVID-19 Monday, crossing the 40,000 total case threshold. The counties with the most new cases today, Yellowstone with 223, Lewis and Clark with 66, and Missoula with 34.
There are currently 15,771 active cases of COVID-19 in the state, including 470 hospitalizations. 23,825 people have recovered. 457 have died. Wildlife advocates and environmental groups are challenging the removal of federal protections for gray wolves across most of the U.S. Two coalitions of groups have filed notice that they intend to sue the Trump administration in federal court unless protections are restored. The Interior Department last week ended long-standing federal safeguards for gray wolves in the lower 48 states. That puts states and tribes in charge of overseeing the predators and opens the door to more hunting. Gray wolves have recovered from near extinction in parts of the country, but remain absent for much of their historical range. Colorado wildlife officials are planning to reintroduce wolves in coming years under a voter-approved ballot initiative. A Missoula man was shot and killed by a police officer during a weekend confrontation. Officers responded to a disturbance just before 5.30 p.m. Saturday and were confronted by a man who was armed with a knife. The man did not comply with commands to drop the knife and instead attacked one of the officers. Police say the officer was forced to defend himself and shot the man, who later died. Sheriff and Coroner T.J. McDermott on Monday identified the man as 34-year-old Jesse James Cale Brown. The State Division of Criminal Investigation is in investigating the shooting. When Carroll College neuroscientist Stephanie Otto Hitt planned a sabbatical for this semester, testing wastewater for traces of COVID-19 was the last thing she expected to do. Otto Hitt said she had previously planned a different project for the sabbatical, but ended up testing wastewater after local public health officials reached out in an effort to find a local partner. She feels the testing project is not only more timely, but significantly better than her originally planned sabbatical project. This process is essentially a community surveillance technique for potential overall COVID-19 infection rates. It bypasses the limitation of testing every individual person by testing a community's waste instead. A registered nurse in charge of the COVID floor at Benefis Health System in Great Falls says the environment is, quote, indescribable until you are in it, end quote. Katie Janice says she tries to lead by example and remain positive even though she's seen more death in the past three months than she has seen in her two-year nursing career. She says the COVID deaths have some nurses wondering how long they can continue in their career. Janice says she helps them get through it by focusing on the patients who are able to recover and go home. The COVID floor at Benefis has been operating at capacity for several weeks. A nursing facility in Butte has reported 10 COVID-19-related deaths in less than two weeks, and Gallatin County is enacting stricter health measures aimed at preventing the spread of coronavirus. Montana state officials have reported a record 470 hospitalizations, and confirmed infection case numbers have surpassed 40,000. The nursing facility deaths were reported by Continental Care and Rehabilitation. It reported 10 COVID-19-related deaths over the past two weeks, including two Friday. The Gallatin County Health Board is requiring bars and restaurants restaurants to close by 10 p.m. and reducing capacities for restaurants, bars, gyms, and other gathering places. A spokeswoman for Montana U.S. Senator Steve Daines says he sent a team to Arizona in a move his campaign said is aimed to help ensure transparency as the Southwest state counts votes in a tight presidential election. Spokeswoman Katie Schottler did not say how many people were going, but said they would be observing or verifying mismatch signatures. Dane's campaign also sent a text to supporters asking them to donate $5 toward the effort, saying the Democrats are, quote, stealing the election, end quote. Schottler says Danes believes that any candidate has the right to challenge the count and process if they believe there are inconsistencies. 
And now, taking a look at your wheat prices for today. Daily prices per bushel. For Hill County, winter wheat is $5.10. Spring wheat, $4.95. For Blaine County, winter wheat, $5. Spring wheat, $4.90. For Liberty County, winter wheat, $5.10. Spring wheat, $4.95. For Shoto County, winter wheat, $5.10. Spring wheat, $4.95. For Phillips County, winter wheat $4.95, spring wheat $4.85. And that does it for your Monday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Thanks for listening, and remember, seven days a week, we are your source for news and information. KOJM, KPQX, and HighlineToday.com. Have a great rest of your Monday. Stay safe out on those roads, and please continue to do your part to help flatten the curve.